Welcome to episode two of the Inclusive Dad podcast, where we explore all things inclusion and make it practical. <clears throat> today I'm going to talk about um, just what happened today. I, uh, a couple months ago, uh, a good friend of mine, Leslie Salini, uh, fellows partners in policy making graduate, um, asked me if I'd be interested in presenting with her at a conference um, here in Minnesota regarding inclusive education. Um, I said yes right away, and it's been a uh, fun trend, kind of waiting for the, today to happen and uh, preparing for it. So I got up early this morning and made the two-hour drive up to the Minneapolis-St. Paul area to the conference. Um, we met a little bit beforehand, and we had our presentation and a couple of takeaways. One, it's uh, it was fun. It's always fun to be able to share your story and your experiences with others and uh, get it out there in the open and hopefully it can help other people. It's also very important, I think, um, and today I demonstrated that again to me, is that it's important to stay connected with others and find other people who are going through similar things and share similar experiences uh, to be able to talk about it with them um, and connect with them. So just had a lot of good conversations today about inclusive education, the benefits, how it benefits everybody, not just special education students, um, and also just to get out. Um, just had let some people share their stories and some frustrations that they're having and letting them know that they're not alone, that they're doing the best they can, and that's all you can do. Um, so we had uh, probably about... 10 people in our in our little session about inclusive education and uh, it was a lot of fun and uh, hopefully we can go on the road again and do it again. It was fun sharing inclusive education, um, how each of us and our families with our children um, experienced or didn't experience inclusion and also um, sharing tips um, with other parents that were in the room. In this segment I'd like to share a little bit about how I got involved with inclusion and a little bit of my story. Um, I have two children, a son who's 16 and a daughter who's 15. Um, my son is in general education. Uh, my daughter is in special education and we've always, not always I guess, but um, for quite a while now I've been pushing for full inclusion for her. Um, she has what's referred to in IEP language as severely multiply impaired, which means she has a lot of different needs ranging from um, speech, vision, um, mobility, etc. So she's always had um, what the school considers a lot of needs and therefore early on um, when she was moving into the kindergarten um, she was the school um, recommended that she go to a program in a school across town because that's where quote unquote kids like her um, went where they had the program for her. So. Um, we sent her to that school across town, um, so she would not she would not go to the 
elementary school near our house with her brother. So she was there from, she went there for kindergarten through fourth grade. Um, the program she was in at that school was in rooms off of a hallway behind double doors. Um, and it was just kids in special education behind those double doors. Um, she did come out of there for lunch and different things, but, um, and she was included in some classes, but not all the classes. And um, so they, in that, pro in that program, um, I know I remember probably first or second grade, I went in to visit my daughter and um, there were other students in there folding towels already um, at that young of age. And we just told them, no, that's not happening with our daughter. Um, she needs to be getting academics in school. Um, we can handle the folding towels and different things at home later on. Um, after elementary school, fourth grade, she moved to a fifth, sixth um, school, um, where again, um, she was, that school didn't have like a separate wing for special education students, but they um, did have special education rooms, and she was in that for parts of the day and in the general ed classes for other parts of the day. Um, the interesting thing about that school is that we had, um, it was a newer building, and they had just, um, like I said, new buildings, they were just building it, and we discovered during that process that they were going to have a separate door for special, educa special education students. So from the get-go, I was emailing the principal, arguing with them that she needs to go into the regular door with her, all the other kids. Um, she shouldn't be going in a separate door. There is no separate door for special education students, um, people with disabilities at Walmart or other stores. Why would they have it at school? Um, so that kind of gives you a hint of um, what we thought at that school. She moved from there to a middle school, or yeah, middle school, and um, that ended up being got more difficult there for some reason. She kept having behaviors and different things, so we ended up having to, um, the school suggested we get a consultant to come in to work on that, help work with the team, figure out some solutions for her. Um, once the consultant was called in during middle school, um, she came into the school and even though the IEP said she was in a level one, um, after the consultant came in and kept track of the time, she was traveling to and from classes and also taking breaks to throw a ball into a dark room. Um, she was ended up moving from class to class and doing the breaks with the balls up roughly 80% of the day. Um, so things need to change, and with the consultant's help, um, we've been able to get her into more general ed classes using various strategies, working um, on general curriculum with her peers. Um, so that was the middle school experience. Um, so we did make some progress there. Um, and that was, we started that process with the consultant probably the last half of the her eighth grade year and this year she was in ninth grade she's in ninth grade at the high school level 
Uh, it's probably been overall one of the better years she's had in school. She's been able to go to um, the only classes where she doesn't go to regular education are physical education, math, and she has her eighth hours kind of like a study hall on special ed room, just kind of unwind and rest and kind of recap for the day. But otherwise, she's been pretty successful in the general education setting. Um, she's had some stuff we're working through, but overall, like I said, it's been a lot better. Um, she's actually, you know, once, once uh, people realized she was able to do things, um, she was comprehending stuff and helping. It's been more of a transition to try to get her figure out ways where she can be successful, put stuff in front of her to help her be able to show what she's learning and um, have fun and be successful in school. <clears throat> and then we recently just had an IEP meeting and the outcome of that's going to be she'll be in a federal setting one, <coughs> excuse me, the only time she will be um, not in general ed education will be her last hour probably with um, again, just kind of <coughs> unwinding, just recapping for the day, doing that kind of stuff in the special ed room. Otherwise, um, she should be in the regular education setting. Um, giving, I mean, she has stuff in place, so she's, you know, having a rougher time that hour. If she needs to have a break, she can, you know, maybe go out in the hallway for a few minutes and take a break or um, do different things to help her get through that um, period of the day. So, I mean, there's been lots of ups and downs. There's been lots of times where you feel like you're pounding your head against the wall. Lots of um, <coughs> meetings where, um, you know, we've had to have been um, some disagreements, various things. It's sometimes been tiring, but overall it's been worth it. Um, so it's been an interesting um, journey. And this is some of the stuff I was able to share today and just... Uh, <clears throat> share with you as well.